Okay. Good morning and uh So we're now up to Bible four. And Hamshachaim Bayes. I'm is Nosei. And just always look at the Kareb's uh, summary of the Maimir. Which pretty much captures the whole theme of this Maimir. <coughs> I'll explain in a minute. But basically, saying that even though they are Pshita, Poshut, which means they're still somewhat. Um, Divine, so therefore they're not as structured as, let's say, Bri, Yitzir, but they're still not like the Pshittas of Eris at the Ainsof. So they're still not like the level of Ainsof, which is higher than Asilis. Okay. <clears throat> so I prom- I said last week that I would um, go over the muscle, which I'll do as I do the flow. So what's the flow of the Hemshech so far? It started with the Rotson. Keser, beginning of the Hemshech. The Keser is the first Mamutza. The Ratzin Hashem, Oliver Tzenei. So the Ratzin becomes a very powerful word. That Oliver Tzenei is Baruch, the Havis Elamis. And he explained the different levels of Ratzin. There's a Ratzin Klali over all existence, and the Ratzin Prati for each world, each dimension. That's Keser. Then he moved right away and said, okay, to understand that, by contrast, there's other side. Keser is a rotsin, but a rotsin alone does not build a structure. You need to have details. So therefore, he went into what's called we call erpnimi, not the ermakif of rotsin, but the erpnimi. With the first, with the moshel, the first mimer, the moshel of a human being, keches anefesh, that keches pnimim, keyechariya in the ayin, keyechashmi in the ezin, keyechasechel in the mind and the brain. And the Eir and Keli are perfectly tailored for each other. The Maimer too, the Rebbe Rashab went and explained that this is all a Moshal, a Dugma for Adam Elyon. The same thing is they wish to create the Adam Elyon. The structured so-called supernal man, which is essentially the, in English, the archetype. We talked about the perfect structure. So Atzillus is that world. So Atzillus too, what we call Kechas HaNefesh, that every Koyach fits its it's uh, Ever, so too, every Eir fits its Kaili. So that Maimur was focused more on Eris and Kaelin. And then from there, the Rebbe Rashab moved to the, starting to discuss here, the issue is, okay, Eris and Kaelin, so what exactly is this world called Atsilis? The world of Atsilis, well, it's both Maimur 2 and 3, just going through the flow here. Atsilis is the Mamutse, that the purpose, he said, the kavon of Atsilis is that it should bring Yediya Belukus and Hargosha Belukus. In other words, it's a place where we, the creation, existence, Nasa Odem B'Tzalmenikid Musenu, so we're creating the image of the Odem Elyon, so we have through the Odem Elyon a place to meet. Through our, we can use, we use our minds to connect to the Ebrish's mind through learning Teda, for example. Same thing, Mahu Khanun, Afata Khanun. So this becomes now what is Atsilis then? Is it a Lakus or is it a world, basically? Is it Mitsias? So he answered 
that that it's depending on the Eidus and the Kelim. The Eidus are Me'in HaMoyer, so they reflect the Eibishter's Kavana. The Kelim is the structure the Eibishter wants to create existence in a particular structure. I gave different Mishalim to explain it, with Betzalel and let's say Moshe, they have both of them looked at the Mishkan differently. So it's not two different uh, perspectives in the sense that they are contradiction. It's just two different uh, functions. So that was about Eris and Kalim. So in explaining how Kalim are in Arech, now let's use the word in Arech is essentially another way of saying Yesh Ma'in. Gileahelim is another way of saying like Ilva'olul more. So Yesh Ma'in, the Kalim are Shaleba Erech. And he explained how the Kalim, even though they're created by God, but they're created in a way that they don't reflect the source. That's why they can focus on the structure. So even though they are, they reflect what Abraham wants, but they themselves are not necessarily in a revealed way. Being megala lakus, they're being megala with the Abraham, the, the structure of existence. So in doing so, the, we talked about the marshal, the beginning of the Maimer Vayichan, Pedik Tes, the marshal from that, marshal from the Alter Rebbe. So I just uh, said last week I would just explain. So let me just say a few words about that, and then we'll continue. So what's the marshal? The marshal is. In Kabbalah, it says, and here's another example, perfect example, how Chabad, Chassidus, explains, explains an Indian, an abstract idea in Kabbalah that you can't really understand with Seichel Anushi. Kabbalah, Kabbalah says, we know that he said that the Kalim are Nisav in a way of, through Helam. In other words, they're not Nisav in a way of Gilui, but through Helam. Because if they didn't have a Helam, they wouldn't be able to be a structure. If we were completely overwhelmed by Eir, Eliki, you wouldn't be able to focus on any details. It's like, like a, in Aved, it would be like if someone is Klesa Nefesh and is completely bottled to Lakus, they can't focus on the Aved that they have to do that moment. So they'll do that. So, that, so in, 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 uh, in other words, Eidus alone, you need to have a certain Helen for the Kalim to emerge. So in expressing that, he said, not only is the Kalim rooted in the Rishimu, which we talked about last week, which is a concealed state, the Rishimu is not a revelation. The Kav is a Gili. Kav is a Gil. Rashim is the Sherish HaKelim. So he says that Eitz Chaim, it says that the Savas of the Kelim, this is the expression, it's the striking of Er Yosher and Er Chezer. As I said, you just read those words, what does it even mean? It's like basically two types of light or energy, and they when they hit each other, it creates a Kelim. So first of all, what is Er Yosher and Er Chezer? So the, so the Alter Rebbe gives a marshal for this. It's Chaim and just brings it, you see, it comes alive. You understand the marshal very clearly. Er Yosher is the air of the Mashpia. So let's say Er Yosher is the air from a Rav to a Talmud. Or a Rav to, to uh, people of a lower level than his intelligence. Er Chazer is, so to speak, the air the the Makabal, that the Talmud is asking questions as he either challenges or he's trying to understand what the Rav says. So the question is, then these two come together. So we know a teacher teaches, mashpia is mashpia. Then the student has the right to ask questions. Those questions sometimes challenge the, the Eir Yosher. So the Eir Chez is pegeya be'er Yosher. That's what's happening. And what Kabbalah Eitz Chaim says, that when that happens, that's how the Kalim emerge. So the Alter Rebbe continues in the Moshul. What does he say? So you have two, he says, he says, he doesn't say mashpia makabel here, 
But just to explain, you have to use Mashpi and Mekabal. It makes more sense. But the truth is, it could be Chavrus also. It could be like he says, two people are learning. And you and I are learning together. I say something and you challenge it. And there's a Mekabal, when they do that, something new comes out of it. Like we say, either Mitamidi Yesu Mekulam, or let's go away from Talmud and Rav because uses more of about two people so a new svara comes out of it that is different than the original one. So is the question, the pegiyah here in Kabbalah, what the pegiyah means is in Loshan Chabad, Chassidus is astira. That's a pegiyah. Pegiyah means you're striking, you're saying something and I challenge it, or you, I, you challenge something I said. That's the pegiyah here. So something happens when that when these two things collide, so to speak. And what happens is a new svara comes out to answer the questions that were asked, and here he says, this Svarah is going to be less than the original idea because it's a result of this uh, discussion or argument. But on the other hand, it comes dafke through this Pegiyah. So but that's still the Moshe. So he says, that's the Moshe. So he says, so in other words, when Er Yosh and Er Chez are able to create two tracks of Er, there's no Kelim yet. It's Er, Er HaSechel. Now, when they strike each other, what happens is Kalim will emerge, and the Kali does not have as much air as air, obviously. The Kali is already a structured idea. So essentially, you could say it's like this. And initially, when the Mashpia and Makamba were communicating, or the two so they were focused more on the idea. It was the challenge that created actually a much more structured idea. This is what happens. When you first learn something, it's more bapshitis. It's more general. When someone challenges you, then you have to start really spelling it out and defining it until the point that it becomes a very clear idea. So the initial idea may be a much higher level, but it's not as structured. So Kalim here is essentially this structure of Seichel. And this is common. If you ever wrote a pilpul, or if you ever presented a pilpul, or anything, what happens? You come up with an idea, you write it, and then you start seeing there's different things that are missing. Someone reads it and challenges you, as they challenge you, then ultimately the final pilpul or the final whatever it is that you're presenting is going to be much sharper, but it's going to be much more defined according to people. People understand it won't just be an abstract idea. So I'm sure many times you come up with an idea and then you talk to someone and they challenge you. So it forces you to have to define it more. So obviously the Abish is not forced, but this is a muscle to explain how Kalim emerged. So essentially it's coming to explain how the Kalim are not bebchinus Kiruv and Gili, it's between his Helam and Rikhuk. Now, the Helam and Rikhuk doesn't mean the Kalim are bad. It just means you need to have structure. And I mentioned, I think I mentioned when a fetus, when a, when a, a new conception of a new baby. So the first moment at by conception, there's only one cell. If you looked at it, you wouldn't even see anything. It's like a follow, it's like a hair, strand of hair. That's how small it is. This cell will become a human being, you and I. The same like the to created the world. It says in Rashi Ramban that Breshis Baralakim, the to created the whole world. But it was all in a, like a Hiyuli or a concentrated point. And then each day, he was, he, took, he was Megala, whatever he created the first day. It's like a seed. You plant the seed, you don't see the tree, but the seed has the whole tree within it. So the same thing is here. Chachila Eir has everything in it, but Pepeil Mamish, to bring it out, you need to be concealed the air, and the Kalim could emerge. Okay. Kind of the Simpson addition in this muscle would be the teacher 
before the teacher first stopping himself from even thinking, like closing off his brilliance, so that the, the student should have space. But the Simpson edition is not a gilly. Simpson edition is a, a, a hell. But this explains, Kalim come from the Simpson. Yeah, without, there was no Simpson, there would be no Kalim. We say based on this marshal that Simpson edition is not in no, no way absolute. You mean Siluk versus Helen? What do you mean by Siluk? Complete concealment, yeah. I think this muscle is after the Simpson already. Because Simpson is the first step that's necessary because we have the alien self Pashut, a Malakola Mitsias would be like in the, in the muscle using here, the teacher completely filling up the whole space. So the student doesn't even have an Asina Smokum to, to even be there. So the first thing the teacher has to do is be quiet. Like shut down so-called the gili of a seichel. That's the tzimtzum. Leaves at a shimu. There are no kelim yet. I mean, it says tzimtzum nikra kelim that Rebbe says in the explains the shaykh of Ramun, I mentioned it. But papel mamish, there's no eris and kelim yet. What you're doing is setting the stage. Now there's room for a Talmud. Once there's room for a Talmud, then the kav is nimshech. And the kalim emerge because now you have the two entities. You have Er Yosha and Er Chazer that you can talk about. Lifni at Simpson, there's no Er Yosha and Er Chazer. It's all one Er. There's no room for its distinction. So now you have Er and Mashpia, Er and Makabal. As they meet, there's going to be this, uh, let's call it clash, if you wish, certain tension. That's going to create the beginnings of kalim. And those kalim, as they continue to go down level by level, Will ultimately be the Eris and Kalim of Atsilis. So the good example would be, as I said, a seed or a feet or a, a new or a child at conception. It all begins always in one concentrated air. And then from that it emerges. Did we did you learn did the Maimon mention his Savasa Air Nasa Kalim? Was that mentioned at all in any of my mother? I'm sure somewhere it comes up. Just don't remember which Maimon. Okay. Let's let me move to the next mimer, and I'm trying to focus here both on the, the whole flow and understanding the the general picture here and the specifics. So now, the or makes the kelim. What are you asking me? Is that what you just mentioned? His avus the iron base means his avus that evades the thickness, so to speak. The particles in the air make the kelim. Was that was that mentioned? Did you learn that in any mimer yet? Huh? He definitely mentions it. It's probably been the last mimer. Or maybe in this mimer. Okay. What, what, what Patek? Ches? Also. Yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly correct. He says, "Savas akelim bepeil, agam shazag, agam kei makav, shaydei eli agilin savak holish talsin nizel day slap shosakav ben nekudas hadashimu." Exactly. Zein mashivis savas er nasa akeli. So, I I, I want to just go back to a muscle to make it a little easier to understand. I think I gave this muscle, but I'll just it's it's consistent with the mishalom that we that we're learning here. Any anything you do in life. Whether it's writing a safer or, or uh, building a house or building a business, whatever it may be, always has Edison Kalim. If you don't have Edison Kalim, you don't have uh, an existing entity. 
You know, you build a table, for example. So you have the physical materials to build a table, but you also have to have a table that has a function. If I build a table and you can't use it, what's it worth? So the atheist on the page is Caleb. The teichen of the of the Ascola that's through these words is the er. The purpose of this table is the er. The, the, the actual table itself is the Kalim. Mention Moshe Rabbein, we built the Mishkin, he saw the Kavona. Kavona is Veshechanti Besecha. That's through the the Oren, Mizbeach, the Kalim, and so on. I, mean, I don't mean Kalim as in Kalim here, but the Salah was the architect. He needs to build a structure. He doesn't focus so much on that Kavona. So anything you look at, as a matter of fact, you could even use it if you see something is not working. Is the problem in the Eiris or is the problem in the Caleb? Simply put like this, is the problem that you don't really know what you want to do or is the problem that you just don't know how to do it? It's a very big difference. You know, this is true in any case. I mean, just, you can apply it to any situation. You can apply it to Shalom Bayesi. You know, is the problem that you 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 both are uh, have good intentions but you just don't know how to communicate. No one ever trained you how to communicate. Or is the problem that the intentions are not good? Just showing you just how you can apply it everywhere. So when you need to build an existence, the Ebrishta made it in a way, in a seichelik way, that he too created things in that way. That the air carries the kavon elokus. It is bottle. It is me'en hamoyer. It reveals what the Ebrishta wants. Teira air. What's teira? Teira air. Because teira tells us what the Ebrishta wants from us. But then there's the specifics, the mitzvah. It's not called Eid, it's called Neh Mitzvah. Because the Mitzvah is more like Caleb, as we learned as well here. So the Mitzvah implements it. If you only had Teda, you have direction, but you need to then implement it. If you only had a Mitzvah, you wouldn't know how to do it. So essentially, the Eid is telling us the how, the Kavonah Shebezeh, and the Keli is the actual Maisa. So Maisa Mitzvah is a Keli, Kavonah Mitzvah is a Eid. In anything in life, you're always going to find the two. There's no nothing that exists does not have an Eid and a Keli. Now, the question is, is that what's dominant? Is it more Eid or more Keli? In Elam Azagashmi, Kalim is the Iker. We don't see the Eid. You have to, you need a Vedic Dela to Megala Eid Aliki in this world. Because as the Alter Rebbe writes in Tanya, that's the Helam Acher Helam, Cheshach Kofel Mechupo. Because we don't feel the Eid al-Ki. In Atsilis, the Eid and Kalim is a perfect balance. In Bria, the Eid is still dominant, but the Kalim are becoming stronger. In Yitzir, even more. And of course, Asiya, as I just said. So it all comes down to a balance. What we're learning now, this is moving into Maim 4, is essentially what is it? Because at the end of the day, you want to have a balanced situation. Before Chetet Sadas, for example, Elam Amidui Nivre, the world was perfect the way God wanted it. The Eid and Kalim were balanced. As soon as they ate, they ate from the tree, it's Adas, it created an imbalance. So, so in the Shtalshul Sadvarim, it all begins that everything, the Eid and Keli, are one. When you talk about Lifniat Simpson, basically the Keach Ablikvul, the Keach Agvul, Eid Agvul, Eid Ablikvul, which I'll discuss shortly more. That Simpson allows for the Kalim to begin to emerge. You don't have a Simpson Eid. The only thing, in other words, if you asked, if you're able to go Lifniat Simpson, all you'd feel there is divine consciousness, basically. It's all alukus. There's no room for a structure. The symptom allows for a structure to begin to emerge, and then the stauslus takes from there, takes it from there. 
So you have the Kav, the Rishimu, the Eidus, and the Kalim. And it's all about how, how they each speak to each other. What's, what it makes it even stronger, remember, since the Kavon is going to be that the Eid and Keli should work smoothly together, so the Eid has within it the Kavon of the Keli, and the Keli has in it the Kavon of the Eid. We're going to learn about that a lot later, a lot, a lot more about that later in the Hemshech. But so essentially, it's the Kav that's Megala the Keli. That's why I asked about his Sava Se'er, Nasa Kli. So in other words, the Eid is not just a separate entity. So remember, we're learning Eir is primim, is that the Eir fits the Keli. That means the Eir understands the Keli. If the Eir was just the Eir Makif, and it was just beyond existence, it wouldn't fit into the Keli. It would be the equivalent, okay, the letters on the page are the Keli, but the Eir is so strong, you can't express, you ever see somebody speak who's a genius, but you can't understand a word they're saying. Because the Eir is so intense, they don't know how to put it into Keli. There are people the other way around. They talk and talk, and they're not saying anything. That means the kalim are very dominant, the air is very weak. So whatever situation you're in, you can always measure what's going on. Obviously, the best communication com communicator, the best writer, is that the words are perfectly fit to the idea you want to convey, and the idea is perfectly fit into the words that you convey. That's just an example. Health. What is a healthy body? That the air, air hanashama, is flowing smoothly through the body. Let's say the dam hua nefesh. If, God forbid, there's any block and the dam, the blood is too thick or too thin, what happens? So health, the word health itself means pure, seamless flow and fusion between Eris and Caleb. If you need an explanation for the word seamless and fusion, I can explain that. But I hope you get the idea. And the smoother it is, the, more the, the best situations where you're so close together Eid and Kaylee, they're so nisachet, you don't even tell the difference between them. Like right now, if I asked you, what's the difference? Can you tell me where's the part of your body? Where's the nefesh? It's all one. It's not like saying, oh, my finger has a nefesh in it, the chayis a nefesh, and then there's the finger. We know there's two, but they're so connected. It's not like uh, it's not like me throwing a stone. The stone doesn't become a flying stone. It's my kayach is imposing itself on the stone to fly. A nefesh in a goof is a seamless Eid of Kaylee. So that's the kavona. Now, if you someone's going to say, let's size you up. Let's say you make a cheshman on nefesh. Who halts in the belt? The edus and kalim. So it would be a question like, you know, if your edus would be, let's say, your hiskashas to the Rebbe or your connection to the Ebrister. And, uh, and kalim would be, how well are you implementing it? So you'll find a lot of people. There was a guy by the Friedrich Rebbe. He was, uh, it seemed in the pictures in Lakewood. He was one of the Friedrich Rebbe's big mukurovit. But he was not the Shem Shabbos. He's Begoli. And uh, and the Friedrich Rebbe did a lot of kiruvim. So once a chassid as the Friedrich Rebbe, you know, this man stands with you by Fabrengens. We know between the sikhs he goes out and uh, does things that are not necessary, Shabbosdik, etc. So the Friedrich Rebbe answered, Had grace Eiris and Kleine Kalim. That's the Friedrich Rebbe's answer. What does that mean? That the Eiris are very strong. He just, for some reason, has not yet brought it into the Kalim properly. Mezes Shibashatiya. So you could find somebody that has a lot, a lot of connection, a very godly person, but they may not be even look to you like B'chitzenius, that their kalim are uh, ma'asim. Then you have the opposite. You have a lot of people who B'chitzenius, the kalim look very good, but you start digging a little deeper, you see the shvach Now I'm not saying this to be critical. I'm just saying that you can have people who, and the, the kalim seem to be very aligned, but the edis are not that strong. You can have the other way around. Obviously, there's also the concept of Shvidas HaKelem, which we're not going to discuss now. That's not relevant here. That's when it's imbalanced, obviously. But balance is when you have a combination of both. 
So I'm just giving these examples to make this a little more uh, pal. What's the word? Palpable or palatable. So with that said, this mimer now, Nose, um, and I don't know if you noticed something, I'll point out something to you, very interesting. This mimer continues where he left off, that till now we spoke to the Eiris are Gilead Helen. The Eiris are basically Atsilis, is Atsilis, and that's not a Nivra, because the Eir is Me'ein Hamoir. Like the last chapter in Perikud Aleph, in the third mimer, calls up Chinsa Kalim, that the Kalim are not Dovuk. The Kalim are created in a, in a separate way. The Eiris are Dovuk. But now in this mimer, the Rebbe Rashab says, one second, one second here. We also say, the Chochme is not just Klei Chochme, it's also Eir Chochme. And Ma'ayin means Yesh Ma'ayin. So how could you say that the Eiris are Gilead Helen and the Kalim are Yesh Ma'ayin? In other words, the Kalim belong more to the, to the existence. The Eir reflects the Eberstadt. Even the Eir of Atzillus is also considered to be Shalei Be'erech, to higher than Atzillus. Now, what's the what's the point? What's why why is it going here? Why does that Adam Rashab have to push this? Because at the end of the day, we want to have Agdus between Velt and Elokus, not just between Eris uh, and Kalim and Atzilus. You want to go all the way up. Now, if the Eris of Atzilus are very much big leap, when you say Einareich Atzilus Legabe Einsof, even more than the Einareich of Bria Legabe Atzilus, and and you're saying also the Eir, so what did you achieve? Yes, we achieved that we're connecting to Eir, but the Eir itself is, is separate, so to speak, a leap from higher levels. So now comes a discussion, how do we connect to higher than Atsilis? They say, you can ask the question, why is it so negated to connect to higher than Atsilis? Atsilis is, is ganz fine, Madrega. The Alter Rebbe, when he would say the word Atsilis, he would tremble because of such a, a high level. But at the end of the day, Atsilis is still after the Tzimtzum, and Atsilis is still a structure. And Chassidus insists that we reach the highest levels all the way to Atzimus. So here comes the problem. Oyer is, is also in Arech to the higher levels of Oyer. And that's what the dilemma begins now in this Maimur. And will become now a big issue, the next Maimur. Before I continue explaining that, I just want to point out, if you, I don't know if you noticed. Look in the, the Kriteris. Look at the, the beginning of the Maimur. Look at the date of the Maimur. You see you ever see that before? Two dates. So Shabbos Pasha Nasser and Shabbos Pasha Baalescha. You ever see a Maimon that has two different two different Shabbos? So what happened exactly? Which one is it? You know, so many people when they think they think it's a mistake, but it's not because the next Maimon is Shlach. Huh? So what happened is I'll tell you what happened. Chassidim say when the Rebbe Rashab said this Maimon, it was so deep. That they asked the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab said the Maimur again the next Shabbos to explain it again. Because remember, it was all said on Shabbos. The Rebbe, the Rebbe, afterwards, the Rebbe Rashab, not after, the Rebbe Rashab had written it, as I explained in the first class about Ayn Bez, it was written already. The Chassidim didn't have the writing. They only heard what he said Shabbos. So basically, the Chesim had said they didn't understand it, so he said it again. And then when he wrote it, he wrote it as one. Basically, it was one Maimur that was just said twice. Everything, yeah, this is what this is the, the Rebbe Rashab. There's nothing here that's not this is Xaviat Karche of the Rebbe Rashab. Yeah, it could be that the second time he said it may have added. There are Hanochas, actually. I never really looked. There are people who wrote Hanochas 
both probably there's probably Hanoch of Nose and Allah's Hanoch of Balescha. So if you look there, you could probably figure out. He may have said the same thing, or he may probably added. I mean, it's it's very likely that he added to explain it better. But that's what happened. So it's interesting because you know, I mean, there are a lot of deep Maimonim, but here was one that the Rebbe Rashab actually uh, said it again because the because the the Bachnim the Chazer. So. So when you learn this mimer, you probably imagine that it's probably deeper than the other because there's no question this mimer is a complicated mimer. So let me go back to the theme of the mimer. So now comes this question. I'll just point out some lines here. It says, I'm reading the beginning of chapter 12, Yud you, you explained till now the answer to the question, whether Atzilus is Gileahelam, Yashmayin is what? That Eidus is Gileahelam, Kalim is Yashmayin. Okay, fine. Perfect. You have to understand, we have to understand because it says, mm-hmm. not just that's why it means ayin, chokhme of atzilus, ma'ayin, from ayin, yesh and ayin is shleberech. So which one is it? Is a me'ain, the bleak wool of the air, as he says, which is pshitus, shapeless, or is it ma'ayin? Then why is it ma'ayin to Why do you call it ma'ayin? That's the question that the Rebbe Rashab is now posing. Omnam yeshlemer, he says, she says, even the way they're So now comes a whole discussion of what this means. He's in the air itself, he's going to be discussing two levels, clearly. That on one hand, On one hand, the air is shalei berech. On the other hand, the air is be'erech. How do you explain that? That seems like a contradiction. Now, the importance of this is, again, due to the mamutza. Because if air only reflects godliness and does not relate to existence, then the eris and kelim are going to have a disconnect. If, on the other hand, air relates more to the kelim, not the lakus, so we don't have a perfect mamutza either. That's why this is so vital and so important to discuss. So what happens here now, the Rebbe Rashab introduces the concept of the Esesphiris Agnusus. The Esesphiris Agnusus. So let me explain what that means. Does he actually, one second, where does he say that? He says it, um, just looking, where's the first place? Uh, can you help me? Do you see where it says first? Huh? Oh, it says later in the Mime, sorry. I thought it was there. Okay, so here's here's the story. Let's talk about it more. Uh, this is uh this is ready now into the discussion of Eris Pshutim and Eris Mitsuyarim. So in Kabbalah there's a machlekis. The Tzamech Sadiq has a mimer, if you, I don't know if you ever saw this mimer, called Druz Gimel Shittis. It's 
printed now in Eira Teire in Yonim. And if you ever saw this mimer, you ever heard about it? It's a very famous mimer. Famous. He said this is mimer. The Rebbe Tzemach Sadek, based on my mom from the Alter Rebbe, brings to brings all the different shittas regarding spheres. Because the Mukabolan had a dilemma: are spheres alokus or are spheres nevroim? Because the whole purpose of a sphere, the Esesphiris, was to serve as a mamutza. It's essentially God's instruments through which he creates existence. Are the instruments in the gather of uh, Kalin or in the gather of Eris? Or better put, I should say better, uh, rephrase that. Are the Eris of the spheres more structured or they're more air? So just briefly, this, the day is go like this. And this is very relevant to understanding this whole mind and going further. There's one shita that says that the that the spheres are completely kalim, meaning air is air poshut. An example given is that you put let's say shape, colorless water or liquid in in tinted glass. Right? Let's say white water, it's white, it's no color, colorless water. You put it in a glass that's red. What will the water look like? Red. But you know the water didn't become red. It just looks that way to us. Because the water is like it's like tinted glass. So the water is the glass is serving like a, like sunglasses, so to speak. So from the from the perspective of the observer, it looks like a color. But the air really is pushed. That's one shit. That the aidus of Elokus, that the Abishters Mamshach and Tekalim, the air is not is pushed. Means it doesn't have a color, it doesn't have a structure. Now, what's the mile of this shita? The Eidus retain the purity of Elokus. Elokus is poshut. Elokus doesn't have siur. So the Eidus are very pure reflections of the Eibishter, of Elokus. On the other hand, there's another shita. If that's the case, the problem is, so then the Eir really never becomes one with the Kali. So there's another shita, no, that the Eidus are mitsuyarim. That the Eir have also a color inside them, so to speak. However, you can't see it until you put it in Tekel, which actually is the third shita. So let me go there for a moment. Let me just talk to the second shita. Second shita is that the air have subtle colors, if you wish. Why is that? What mile of that shita? That mile of that shita is that the air aliki relates to the structure of existence. And I'll explain a simple nafkamina between these two. You could say, we know we say every day, Achdus Hashem. the world is diverse. We're all different. It's a simple question. Can Achdus and Ribui come together? How do we reconcile that Achdus and Ribui come together? Famous question in all of Shem Achod, and here's Ribui. So you have two options how to answer this question. These are the two shittas. One option is that Ribui is only a chetzenis. The kavon is that we should all be achas. We should all become one. That in the ribuy of elamis and the we create the ribuy, but that's not the kavon. The kavon is to lose our individuality and all become dedicated to the each in our own way. That's one approach. But what's the problem with that? It's not a true dira b'tachtena. Because it's not, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't permeate your very individuality. 
other hand, another sheet that says no. Connect to the Elokus. The problem with that is it doesn't connect to the Eid and self posture. It only connects to Eid that already has a connection to the Caliph. You understand the two approaches? Which I, do I need to explain more? So in other words, is the kavan is to use more lashon and nigla? Is the kavanet all become klal and so negate the yachid, or we need every yachid? Now you all know that we need both. Why do you know this? Because Chassidus brings the third day, and the third day from the Arizal, the first day is the mareches and the shittas mareches and the rakanti. The rakanti says the eris are kelim. I'm sorry, the sviras are kelim, and the eris are pshutim. The other shit is uh, is that the kelim are that the, there's also tzir in the oir, and it comes the Arizal and the Ramak, and they're metavich, and they say that the fact is that the oir is on one hand are mitzir, on the other hand they're poshut, and it's the kelim that reveals the tzir within the oir. It has really two levels in it, atik and arich. So atik is more poshut. Arich is more relates to the Nevraim. So in other words, in the Eiris itself, you have two levels, basically. There's a whole difference between that Rizal and Ramak. I'm not going to go into that right now. But the point being is, so the Eir have some, has some type of Tzir. But it doesn't emerge, and you can't reveal it until it goes into Akeli. Which goes back to the whole theme we learned in the beginning of the Semshech. What did we learn in the beginning of the Semshech? That what? That the Eiris Akelim, the Eir Hariya, is not like colorless, colorless liquid. It already has an element that recognizes the Kelim. So why is that? The mile of that is that you have that they speak to each other. And the color comes only from the Kelim. It seems that Sir only comes from the Kelim. So that we have is the problem is they never really meet, like I just explained. And the Kavon is to have both. Now, this of course complicates matters. It would be a lot easier if you said the air was partial in one world and the kalim out seared in another world. The problem, however, is you don't have a full mamutza then. So that's why in this moment, what he's going to explain, what he explains in this moment is that the airists themselves have two elements to them. On one hand, the shalei berech tell the course because they have already had seared in them. On the other hand, they are still poshit lefi'erech the kalim. And that's where that comes together. So in the air itself, you have both elements. That's essentially what this theme of this Maimon is all about. So that's why you find he's going to speak about, are there spheres in the Eidus or are there no spheres in the Eidus? Are they only in the Kalim? And that's, that each, each Patek here goes and develops this further. And he proves several ways, and I'll just go over the proofs in a moment. He proves in several ways that you have to say that the air itself also has spheres in it. In other words, chesed and gvur is also in the air, not just in the keli. So, to put it maybe in different aces, when we say mahu chanun, afato chanun, and uh, it says, the uh, that you should follow the Abish's ways. So when you follow these ways, are you following uh, the Abish the, the himself, or are you following how the Abish is mislabish in chesed and gvur? And that would be the difference. If it's in the eiris, your mom is connecting to the kus. If it's only in the Kalim, then you're connecting to a Tanivra that's higher than you are, but it's not really connecting Mamish to Elokus. You know, the Machlek is between the Maral and the Rambam. 
The Tanya brings it several times. The Rambam says, Hu amade, hu yidei, hu yidua, Right? Says the Maral, how could you say the word Das and Eberster? It's not Shaykh, he's higher than Das. Chakim Balebachachmi Yediya. And Chsid, what does the Alter Rebbe say right in Pedic Beis and Tanya? He says that according to Kabbalah, at, and Atzilis, the Rambam is talking how it's an Atzilis. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the Maral is talking how it's higher than Atzilis. But the Eberster is Mislabish. So what do you have both? Is the Abish to Shaykh to the gather of da Deya or Chesed and Gura? Or is he not Shaykh? Mom is the same Teichen and Yonim that we're learning here. So um, so the proofs that Eben Hashah brings is, uh, let me just see which one, the first one he brings. From a chlifa dechtayu, so let me just chlifa dechtayu in the zayhar, you have the concept that even though chesed is chesed and gvura is gvura, but sometimes chesed, he says the eira chesed goes into the klei gvura. Famous example: shamei and hillel. The chal shamei is gvura, hillel is chesed. But you see, there are a few cases where shamei is mekel, and and hillel is machmer. So that's a proof that's not just in the kalim. Because if it could change, Kalim don't change. You can't change a Kali that's blue into red. The fact that it's changeable means that the air also has an element of Chesed and Gvura. And sometimes the air can change from one to the other because the air is not as defined as the Kali is. That's with the proof. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the Moshe. It says in, in Igla, it says in Gemara that the begin that uh, it could be misspelled for if a baby is being born. Beginning, we don't know it's a zakh in the cave, it could be misspelled and should change. How do you explain that exactly? Why? Because the answer is, even according to science today, that the early stages, it's not yet been shaped and defined whether it's a male or female. Because male and female have many things in common. So you could have an entity that's not yet defined one way or the other. And you have a lot of examples for that. The Gemara says, for example, have a cholama. This week's passion, uh, last week's passion, Vayeshev. You have a dream, and it says that the way you interpret the dream, that's how the dream will be fulfilled. What does that mean? Is the dream mean this or the dream mean that? Why is it totally in the Pisa? Because there are situations where it's still not clear, is it going to go chesed or gvura? So Eir has both possibilities, and when it goes into the keli, it can go one way or the other. So usually it will go one way, but there could be a chlifa dechtaya in times that you'll have a change. It says, for example, Yitzchak, I don't know if you know, the Eira Chaim writes, the Yitzchak, till the Akedah had a neshama of a nekeva. And by the Akedah, a neshama of a zohar was entered into him. So the point being that you could see something is not yet fully shaped and it could change in one way or another. So the Rebbe Rashab uses that as an example of proof that you have to say that the Eir is not completely poshut, but the Eir also has a tzir in it. Koponim, because it's late already, I'm going to stop here. But um, he brings yet another example later. But I want to—I'll probably go over this more next class as well because it's a de more dense mimer, longer mimer. Yeah, exactly. So if you have, does anybody want to ask anything? I mean, this was a little more maybe deeper than usually, but I hope I explained it. 
If not, I'm happy to explain it further. But I need to hear from you because if you understood it, great. If not, uh, I'm fine. I'm not being insulted. Huh? Huh? What? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Do you need more explanation on this? Be, don't be bashful. Lay by Shalom. I'd like to get back to the you like to what? To get back to Okay, we will. Fine. But I need to hear from you. You need to hear a Kabbalah. You have to have a Pigia. Pigia of Eir Yosha and Eir to get somewhere here. Okay, so we'll stop here and we'll continue next week. Good. Sure. Sure.